Hi guys, welcome back to Check That Play, your dose for NBA games, news, transfer, and everything else that there is to be. I am your host Shashikant, and we have with our dear friend Abhijit as well. Hi guys, hope you are doing well. Okay, before before we start today's show, uh, I I really want to, and I I don't know I don't know where to start today. it is it is so tough for me to actually say which series do i start from all the four series the way they are going with with two matches in each of the series being held i don't know which series to pick up first they're so interesting they're so neck to neck i know for a few the result is not how it seems like but we as nba fans are loving each and every moment of of all the games abhijit i'll i'll let you pick because i can't choose one okay uh, since i am in the tough spot now uh you know what let me pick with the one that is the most interesting series in the whole playoff the boston celtics versus the milwaukee bucks i knew it <laughs> i mean first of all as soon as both the matches ended game 1 and game 2 i i was eager to talk about it i was so eager to talk about it because i watched both the matches and i was on my toes like i was on my feet like okay the match is going in a flow that no one has expected it to be especially like game 1 when i thought when i picked actually boston celtics to win the game 1 since milwaukee is without chris middleton and the boston's defense they just came out they although it was a defenseless defenseless team in the nets but they were coming out with a winning mentality and it, it was funny that the bucks defense they matched up with the boston's offense and the bust offense overpowered boston's defense because boston's perimeter defense what was no use against bucks three point shooting like in the game one uh bobby porters uh he uh, he shot a couple of uh threes uh grayson allen he came out and dropped three threes uh pat cunnington he came out also dropping two threes like they were hitting from the three point line and yanis later on dominated on the board but boston man he let's talk about game 1 first and in the game 1 i am much surprised it, that it, the it, it seems like boston didn't have any will to win they were i don't know were they not ready for milwaukee or they just didn't warm up pretty well <laughs> because the way they played and also uh, the injury to marcus smart marcus smart was was a yeah, really bad he had a couple of boston definitely uh he the kind of series that he played against the nest nets and his role on the defensive side will be tremendous in any series that boston goes into but that was a big blow for boston uh, on the defensive side i think it, it i think it was not like they didn't come with the mentality to win they came with the mentality to stop yanis because you know yanis at the first by the end of first uh half of the first quarter i suppose he had three turnovers the celtics had uh, the uh, 
Bucks had seven turnovers, three of them from Giannis, and the Boston has won. So they were like, we need to stop him. We need to stop him. When once the other guys started pouring, uh, you know, chipping in, these the Celtics were now like, okay, we need to guard everybody now, and Giannis was free again. So I think that took Boston you know, was surprised. You know, Abhijit, it still doesn't answer my question to how bad Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were in the first match. Oh no, no, they were. It pathetic. just doesn't answer to. I think. They were. They just didn't seem ready uh, for Milwaukee in on both the sides. Even though, even though Giannis had a rough night, he scored what I think nine on twenty-five field yeah. goals. Even though he had enough rough night, we could see his impact on on the court. And and rightfully said, I think, I think, I think in in the last podcast I had mentioned this thing that I don't know where will they get those twenty twenty-five odd points of Chris Middleton. But it pretty much answered my question. I'm not sure how it it is going to continue throughout the series, but the way Bobby Portis or Jason Allen or whosoever from the bench they came in, they contributed. They had great points, and at the end of the day, Milwaukee had a comfortable twelve point win. He's also there, dude, because the bench they have been playing together. For two years now, Bobby Portis was also there. You know, Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez was tremendous when Giannis, you know, went into foul trouble by the end by the third quarter. Brook Lopez took over like he was on the both ends of the court. The, the paint area was completely his. And Boston doesn't have a big to actually match up with Giannis or Lopez. That's the issue. Like Boston's big. Is actually not that big for Giannis or Lopez, so they will actually thrash you on the board. That that was the play, and they did thrash on the board. I mean, Giannis had got thirteen rebounds, Portis had eleven, Brook Lopez has ten. Um, as far as I remember, only Al Horford has got ten, Jalen Brown got nine, and Jason Tatum had five or six. Um, Robert Williams had something seven or eight also, but they were not able to get all those boards and. Another thing, you know, uh, what actually threw them apart is that they were trying to close in, you know, chip in in the on uh, two point or three uh, free throw area, a uh, paint area, and Milwaukee said no, that area is ours. Drew Holiday, he is a tremendous uh, perimeter guard. Drew Holiday, guard. the way he played, it was great. Yeah, so, so I think he scored twenty five. Yeah, he scored five. Uh, yeah, he did score twenty five. He was he was tremendous because he went like eight for twenty um, from the field and three for five from the three point line, and he was six for six in the free throw. <laughs> so he he did play tremendous. And I but the question is this: even though the they won the game one, I share I have you know I don't think that they will be they will be able to bring the same energy every day in and day out those twenty five points, but. Every hopes of that was diminished, you know. Seeing that okay, Milwaukee Bucks is gonna push Boston Celtics out, or you know, at least push them, uh, mentally break them, or something like that, and it all vanished in game two. You know, I still remember I was having this discussion with a friend of mine after game one, and he seemed pretty confident that probably 
Milwaukee is going to close this game in maybe a five match series or oh, maybe oh a man. six match series. Oh man! And I oh man! And I told him, wait, wait for game two. Wait, just wait for Boston to show up because it is not going to happen that Jason Tatum is just going to go for twenty points in a match or Jalen Brown is just going to go for twelve points in a match. That is not going to happen. Or uh, Drew Holiday is going to give you twenty-five points every day. That is not going to happen. And things will change, and the time will change. And we saw that game two, both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown they combined for fifty-nine points. And it seems like Milwaukee didn't have an answer at all. Twenty-five points. That's that's more than uh, the lead that Milwaukee had in Game One. And the way Boston played, hats off. The way they shot the ball, the way they guarded on the defense, it was incredible. We could see. I could see that. I could see that hunger in Boston. I could see that the way they played the series against uh, Brooklyn Nets. This is the Boston that we've been waiting for. You know, not only your friend. I had a I have a friend of mine from Florida, and he actually was picking up Celtics in Game Seven after watching after nearing the like one minute left for the ball game. He said, "I'm taking the pressure and damming off from the Celtics. The Bucks are gonna <laughs> win in Game Five." I said, don't, don't, because once you dive, taking the parachute, you are not get, going to enter the plane again. Yeah. And you know what? He's not. He's not going to enter the plane again, ever. Because and um, the funny part is that we thought that the three-point shots that were, you know, getting into the uh, basket in game one from Milwaukee Bucks, the so this. They proved that okay, they can shoot the ball from the three. But in game two, what actually surprised them? What what I actually think is the reason that they fell off is because they had a total of eighteen shot attempts from three, eighteen shots only, and they only made three of them. Well, meanwhile, meanwhile. One of the one of the other person I really, really, really want to appreciate here. Is probably Grant Williams talking of threes. Oh, that guy oh shot six of nine from oh man from oh man from the line from the three point line. Especially six of nine, sixty-seven percent shooting. Grant Williams on a side. score of twenty-one points. And here's the thing: I think it was the Grant Williams. Grant Williams uh, was the one who missed a open look um, in game one. And. You know, uh, uh, I think it was Grant Williams or Prayton Pritchard. I I'm still more confused about it, but either of them. But they both actually had a great three-point game. Prayton win for two for four, I think, and Grant Williams won for six for nine. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown had like five for ten and six for ten. The Boston Celtics were twenty for forty-three as a team in three-point. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks were three for eighteen from three-point. Sixteen percent. They just they just disappeared from the they just disappeared from the field. Yeah, I mean, you look at this. Bobby Portis had played twenty six minutes and he only shot two twice from the two field. Shots. Made none. 
Giannis made one for four. I mean, Giannis is completely opposite of Ben Simmons. So he, if he, even if you know he, it doesn't go, he will still try. Okay, that's kudos for him. Drew Holiday, Holiday was one from six. One for six. Um, really again, Grayson Allen, he was you know three three for six in the game one, but he became oh for I'm, one. I'm still not sure why Grayson Allen didn't take shots. He he took one shot in the whole game, and he played around twenty nine minutes. He he played he, he played a good fair amount of uh, fair amount of the game. And here's another shocking fact that Grayson Allen took only four field goal attempts, only four. Pat Connington only seven. He made six of them, but only seven. Giannis was taking a high number of shots attempts, uh, twenty-seven. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was taking a lot of them, twenty also. But you look at others like this time the Bucks. The Bucks needed the others to step up. I do. I do. I. I mean, actually, you know, trying to avoid the term "others," I remember. I, I will take it as a role players, you know, to step up and put some shots so that they can take off the weight from Giannis and Drew. But it's sad that none of them stepped up. I mean, they stepped up in game one. Bobby Portis was uh, sharing, you know, uh, was uh, shooting uh, fadeaways and all, but. This time it was like, no, none of them showed up, and that's when Boston actually took them out. Boston really took them out. And I, I am not gonna lie. Even though I know I took Boston in game in in seven games, I am not sure who's gonna win because I think this is this is I think the initial phase where there's some sort of calibration that is happening between both the teams uh, with. Twelve point and twenty-five point uh, leads, but as we go into the series, the matches are going to get a lot of tighter, because both the matches I thought the other team didn't really show up in the first game. It was the Boston Celtics, and the in the second game it was Milwaukee. But and this is what I'm expecting. Probably as we go deeper into the series, the matches are going to go neck to neck. and it this is probably one of those blockbuster series that we wait for one of those series that we know is going to give us an amazing time and i'm i'm really i whenever i see these matches i'm just sitting on the corner seeing how how it's going to turn around you know what from... amazing what amazing series it, it it's going just two matches and i am already so excited i don't know what's going to happen in the next five matches uh you know it's actually funny to me because the way i look at okay it is like udoka and mike are playing chess yeah they they are they are like okay you did this it it was your turn now my turn like udoka came out with nest victory and we saw the boston celtics they they played their move like they are going to be physical mike said we're going to be physical too in game 1 now mike became went physical he said okay we're going to be tactically physical now since we don't have smart now it's mike's turn at mike's house uh, game 3 uh, it it seems like really the coaching staff this series is also going to uh, you know showcase the not only the stars superstars the team in but also the coaching staff also the adjustments you know, they make uh, abhijit talking of the coaching staff i can tell you uh, vividly that there is one coaching staff that uh-huh. is oh, yeah. not good oh, oh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You Bring know, you, you know where we're going. Bring on the heat. <laughs> you know where we're going with this. You know, my man Alex Foster 
is i i i said 4-1 can i change it to 4-0 now <laughs> i know i know i said heat is going to win 4-1 against the 76ers can i i want to change it to 4-0 Dude, or, or I'll, 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 I'll let the poor james harden get one of the games i don't know about i again um, just pointing it out to everyone i know people are going to start saying that there's no mbud amir is not playing he's probably one of the three candidates for mvp uh, this is not a fair series completely understood completely understood if amir would have been there probably it would have gone to game 6 mm-hmm. still i would have taken miami but uh, all the all the credits to amir for everything that he has done in this in the regular season but man <laughs> I what is Jimmy Butler doing to and it's just not Jimmy Butler come on I yeah, I don't want to take take the thunder away from Jimmy Butler Victor Oladipo the sixth man uh, of the year Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson PJ Tucker I don't know that the list goes on Pat Riley probably he might come up and score two two three points in in one of the quarters <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's funny because i gave them two games i was expecting mb to come and uh, i knew you know tyrese my uh, tyrese maxi is you know he's playing good tobias head is playing good i was not i'm not going to bet on james harden because here's the fact the philadelphia 76ers got james harden because they were believing that they uh, more believe that he will be getting a houston James Harden you know the guy who's going to just step back threes lay it up get the foul troubles and you know and get others into foul troubles I don't even remember I don't even remember when was the last time we saw the uh, Houston MVP James Harden because His ever thing. since he's gone and asked for a trade things have has have not been good for him he didn't beat, just beat, he didn't just get no nets or beat beat the 76ers no here's the thing he just didn't ask for the trade dude he became fat for the trade he became unhealthy for the trade and here's the thing he does he's not one of those guys who work you know off season like yanis like brown to you know work and get fit he he literally uh didn't show up that's why that's the reason why he was struggling in brooklyn brooklyn because he needed kevin durant or kai irving to stay over there because he cannot take the uh, you know t- uh, take the entire team and when he beca- came to philadelphia he's already burnt out and by the way he's at 32 33 something and he should be at his prime but we're not seeing it and for the people who actually believe that okay james harden will come he will the guy who can drop 30 points per night 40 points per night the guy who is the probably the greatest scorer ever the greatest card scorer ever all these kind of you know garbage they need to stop ever since the rule change we have not seen james harden that's a fact ever since the new rules has been applicable trey young showed up james harden james harden hasn't showed up so for me i won't blame you if you take them 4-0 because the looks of the bench i think that their bench is now frustrated with james harden doc rivers is going to be frustrated no. with james harden everyone's frustrated i think the only the only player that is probably playing out in the series is is tobias harris and tyrese maxi tyrese maxi is also doing good 
Correct, correct. Tyrese Maxi is actually is is playing good. He had good nineteen points in the first match. Tobias Harris had twenty seven. They are they're playing their parts, but probably with James James Harden not being the James Harden that we think of, and Embiid not being there, we didn't expect the series to be a fair and square series. And with Embiid being out, it just completely I think one sided. No, it's more for only one sided. James Harden hurting him because you see in the second half of the like. Quarter three and quarter four in the first game, James Harden took only four shots, and in the second game, he took only five shots. So yeah, the blame is on him, and I think that Doc Rivers need to give him some kind of a rara speech, which he doesn't didn't give to Clippers, and on his Clipper days. I don't expect that to work, frankly. Well, on on on, on James Harden, I don't well, think I, that that would work. Well, I think then you should, you know, uh, you should get him to some kind of club to get him motivated. I don't know, but you need that. To... That, that that might that might actually work. But he needs to show up. He needs to show up. Philadelphia. Now I believe that now I see why you were actually, you know, kind of so excited. To see that James Harden won't be playing good. No, I think you know now. Uh, I see a bigger problem here, uh, Abhijit, because I still remember when the season started. Everyone was riding high on the Lakers and the kind of team that they built. But I could never trust Russell Westbrook. I knew from the moment Russell Westbrook joined Lakers that this is not going to work people mm. were going crazy i even las vegas las vegas i probably i think that put uh, los second angeles favorite. lakers uh, second favorites after brooklyn nets to win win the nba title and you didn't even qualify for the play ins uh, let's not talk about the playoffs <laughs> so and and i see a similar trend with james harden now uh, i don't know how easy or how uh, quickly the nba owners or gms and uh, everyone is or the coaches uh, for a fact will realize this thing that james harden is turning into a liability now and he's not the james harden that we saw in houston especially after how the f- rules in the nba have changed uh, regarding how you can draw a foul and all those things so james harden is is probably Again, this is again what I think, but he's not one of those. He's probably a good uh, second, third option to have on your team. Might become uh, all star on and off in a season, but he is not that MVP. Uh, James Harden, who scored I think thirty eight points per game in in that season, but no, he's not. You know, Abhijit, it's just not about how you are. on the court but it is also about how you are off the court because when you are one of those star players in a particular team when you are one of those top one or two options in a team mm-hmm. uh, rookies or sophomores or people who are who look up to you they would want to be you for example stephen curry jordan pool looks up to him to be someone like him so or lebron james like the complete the whole league looks up to him to be someone like him and james harden is just not that guy so it's it's actually not healthy and it will not be in the future and i'm predicting it right away and i know it will happen and probably for the next 2 3 years i don't know uh, but a lot of nba teams would still prefer to have james harden on on their on their team i don't know why he will continue to 
not be a good leader or a good scorer or a good influence to a playoff team but they'll still continue to do it yeah so coming to the point that you need to be a good fit all in all on and off the court and james harden is just not that anymore he was probably not even in houston because houston initially right. he was uh, he was just being the solo guy there when see chris right. paul came in we all know what what happened and yeah, all know chris paul back it was in, like dwight and then westbrook also with, with with everyone with dwight howard with westbrook the only guy that could handle him was probably eric gordon eric gordon didn't say anything or eric gordon wasn't alpha enough to to have that kind of clashes with him uh, what cp3 or either westbrook or dwight howard had so i am not going to ride a lot on this james harden wave but i don't think he he is a good he is he is a, he is not a good option for for any of the nba teams going forward but it is what it is but you know what who is the good better option than james harden luka doncic he is tell me better he is better than i still feel bad for sacramento kings and the phoenix suns back back in the draft days uh, for everyone to know uh, luka doncic was drafted third by the dallas mavericks where they moved actually uh, to pick him uh, to take up to trade for uh, atlanta hawks uh, pick and luka doncic was drafted third i don't know why uh, there are times when abhijit i feel that nba scouts or uh, people sitting in the head office they are they are they dumb or do they not see what is happening luka doncic i think he started playing for real madrid when he was 14 yeah. he had won he had won mvp in in the in that series and when i say uh, uh, in in played for real madrid those were grown up man men who some of them had played for nba and and that's a really good league to play in and luka doncic was probably killing everyone there and how can you still not draft this guy in, in at number 1 i still don't get this get this thing but continue abhijit i think uh, not trying to steal your thunder but let's just focus on 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 this series of maverick versus suns so i'll let you continue here you know what actually i'm very glad that they didn't pick neither phoenix nor kings because if it was phoenix then it would be like uh, you know devin booker and Luka Doncic, then we won't be able to see Darren Booker and CP3 because they lacked. I, and here's the reason why: a veteran like CP3, LeBron James, or uh, even I will I will say to some extent, uh, Steph Curry. No, Steph Curry is definitely, but Kevin Durant. You know, all these guys who have done went to the finals multiple times, won the championship and all, uh, or deep in the playoffs, everything they. Luca lacks such kind of a guidance. That's why he is struggling to go beyond second round. Like this is the first time in his four-year career that he has won the round one. So, and uh, Sacramento, I'm glad that he didn't pick it because I believe. I mean, I still blame Knicks and Cavaliers to some extent that they have got talent but they don't use it. Their their uh, executive staff is. kind of like bad but sacramento is at the top of 
it's actually the benchmark of being a bad office, front office. So I'm glad Luca is not there. So coming back to the series, this series is kind of like, it's, it's fun to watch. Okay, it's fun to watch because you got Booker and Chris Paul as a duo, dynamic duo coming up and doing everything. One is 25, one is 36. And they are doing a great job, a great number. But it's kind of sad too, because you have got this guy, Luka Doncic, and he is scoring 40 points per game. Like in the first game, 45, the second game, 35. And yet he couldn't couldn't find... Close the games. Like not only close the game, like see, the first game was a seven point difference. The second game was 20 points difference. I mean, the guy played tremendous. He was 59% from the field. Uh, he was 500, uh, 50% from the three-point line. And he went four for five in free throw. But, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, none of the other guys chipped in. I, I think it was Jalen Brunson only who shot 12, who had 12 attempts, field goal attempts, and he made uh, only three of them. Reggie Bullock, he made five of nine, but others didn't chip in. Spencer Dinwiddie went three for 10 in the second game. So it's like all of them are like, you know, they are, Luca has to bear everything now. You know, I think, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a post LeBron Miami era where it has become so much important for any team to contend for an NBA championship that it, it, it's become like a prerequisite that you need to have two superstars on your team. Otherwise, it's just not possible. Two or even three in, 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 in a few cases. You, you need a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis to win a championship or you need a Chris Paul or a uh, Devin Booker or you need uh, Chris Middleton or Giannis Antetokounmpo. You need a Clay Thompson and a Stephen Curry so it, it has become so much uh, relevant in this time that if you don't have those two uh, big powerhouses in your starting five and some of good role players, it's just not easy for you to uh, move deep into the playoffs. And, and we can see that with, and that is what is happening with the Dallas Mavericks. I think I will just, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you that over there because in the entire history, only Hakeem Olajuwon's two championship. That is the only championship that I can see. Okay, you know this dude was bearing a heck load no, of. I, I I I let let me cut you short. I I get your point. There have been teams who have won NBA championship. Right now, I am talking about even if you want to contend into the playoffs, it's not about winning the championship. So there's a difference. Okay, okay, okay. Back okay, in okay. the time, back in the time, for example, even even with the even with Michael Jordan, he was mm. drafted in what 84, and then yeah. later on, uh, until uh, Scotty Pippen came in, and then they could build on to that. They were not able to win a championship before 1991. They weren't able to snip off the first round, exactly. First round, so, yeah. So, what I mean here is even if you want to be a legitimate contender or you want to move deep into the playoffs, I'm just not talking about the NBA finals, you need to have that. A duo of okay. uh, superstars to at least move in, in, into deep into the playoffs. 
actually the reason is this because you look at the kind of skilled players that you have today okay you look at this exactly way. you look at just just let's focus on these eight teams okay when you hear about Boston Celtics you think about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum okay you hear about Milwaukee Bucks you say Giannis Antetokounmpo Chris Middleton Drew Holiday Miami Heat Bam Adebayo Jimmy Butler Philadelphia 76ers Joel Embiid James Harden uh phoenix suns devin booker like you have multiple names multiple names only in these eight teams you look beyond them you find lakers anthony davis lebron book um nets kyd kd the guys number of guys who are skilled enough to be called as a superstar star has increased tremendously so now it is like every team has one or two guys similar to that similar to that level that level of you excellence you know i am not going to i am not going to uh, put a gun onto uh, mark cuban or or dallas's front office because they tried having porzingis and there were times when porzingis showed even let's even in new york knicks when porzingis played there we could see that how great of a player porzingis is and riding on the same thing and riding on the fact that uh mark cuban the kind of love that mark cuban has for these european players they were rightfully uh, it was a good decision it seemed like a good decision at the time to bring in porzingis and then have that uh duo of uh, like a different version of uh, jason kidd and dirk nowitzki yeah. but it just it just didn't work out for them i think it also has to do a lot of about you know uh health like posingers had quite a health issues another thing is that you look at the squad they have you have these two duos but now you need some other guys to step up you need to fill those gaps back in 2011 maverick series okay they had jason terry they had tyson chandler i like these guys showed up they had cam butler dropping 15 points per game um uh, it was not only that they also got contribution from uh, Sean Maron uh, who was getting i think it was like 7 7.1 rebounds uh, per game so it was like these guys showed up somewhere when you look at Dallas Dallas Mavericks for the past 3 or 4 years you only hear one name and you the reason why you hear uh, the Christopher uh, Porzingis name is because he played for Knicks he had the name title of next and then he got hurt then he came to dallas he then also got quite hurt his the uh, the biggest skill that you can have in the league right now is availability same reason why nets didn't work out same reason why lakers didn't work out the guys are not available the, the main guys are one of the main guys or two of the main guys are not available so for me i don't blame mark cuban and i won't blame um you know the front office of Dallas Mavericks because they did the smartest job of swapping Trey Young with um Luka Doncic Luka and you they know, did you a... know Abhijit uh, uh to to cut you short no no i what let's 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 finish it off and then we we'll continue to the to the other part okay Sorry, so go on, go on. so for me the smarter they did a smartest job okay now they are getting it is getting tough to acquire pieces 
let's be clear it is tough to acquire pieces because now the skilled as as skilled the guys are the guys are hungry to be the best second best player to be the third best player to be the fourth best player you know the guys they don't want to they, they want it is getting to the same mentality as the 90s that you know is the same thing that shack and penny went through later on there was some ruffle between scotty and michael the same thing is happening right now the fame and everything is getting ahead so now you have to look for the guys who are committed to play the role and plus luka is young you bring another veteran guy a guy who has been in this league for 8 or 9 years and he's coming here and luka is kind of like leading team when this guy has the most experience and i don't know whether it's luka is asking for some kind of help or not i don't know but it clearly seems that there is a big gap of leadership or guidance even, even if even if even if luka is not uh, mark cuban is smart enough to know this thing yeah he's no he's smart enough to know is and that's why i believe i believe he's waiting for some great free agent who's who might be able to he's looking for someone to train luka doncic like chris paul is training devin booker to be honest it seems like that yeah. so chris paul after chris paul moves out you know he's 37 he's going to be 37 this year book and aton are going to take over the suns as the big two okay you can add cameron johnson you can cameron payne uh, any of those guys will be as a third wheel or you know they it might be two wheel someone needs to come and teach you luka now i believe mark cuban is ready is waiting for the right time for the right guy to be free if he gets a guy like lebron james chris paul or steph curry that's it in after getting either of these three guys or the guys who are, have the same iq of these three guys luka is going to win an mvp for sure the kid just need that kind of guidance because he all, all he also said it into in the many podcasts like nba and european league are different so i believe luka is lacking that but i'm not going to take anything away from the suns playing a tremendous game of team basketball like first of all first of all let's just address the part that devin booker is back and i think all the phoenix suns fans would be happy that he's back and he is actually in form first match scored 23 points third match second match i think scored 30 odd points and, and with great shooting form 58% in in the second match and then not 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 a good good day uh, but still 35% in the first match so and, things and, things are actually looking better and in the right direction for for the phoenix suns actually if you look at it this way okay in the first half uh, of the game 2 they were actually you know devin booker and chris paul were like 8 and 9 uh, chris paul was 2 for 6 and devin booker was 4 for 8 in the second half they took over chris paul added 20 points and devin booker added 21 points and i you know game 1 chris paul was again running low with 7 but devin booker showed up but with devin booker dreante eight and mike uh, uh jay crowder they all they both showed up too 
so in all the halves like if you divide the game in two halves okay you can see the guys who starts in the first half they're taking kind of less load in the second half and the guys in the second half they're taking over because it shows that in a team sport you take the first half take the load we're going to do the other part of the you know uh, other stuff assists rebounds and everything down in the second half take this responsibility and we're going to show it up we we're, we're going to score it up so it it feels like that because this is something that i actually watching the game i was seeing that uh, in the second game uh, only i noticed it um in the in the second game uh, in the second game it was like in the first half uh, they were not able to shoot very well uh, something like that chris paul didn't shoot very well and they were not trying to score uh, much points but in the second half they chris paul and devin booker were like sharing the ball like crazy they shot like 21 times i checked the stat they shot 21 times and they got 16 for 21 in combined combined they went you know, one of for- the things that i that i see about uh, the suns and like it is something that is also true uh, for the Miami Heat is the fact that they both seem to be complete teams. Now, when I say complete teams, uh, what I really mean is the fact that they have everything, everything that you can ask for to go deep into the playoffs or to probably win the NBA championship. They have, they have great leaders, first of all, be it Chris Paul or be it Jimmy Butler. They have amazing, amazing talent uh, in both the teams, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Tyler Hero, Pam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson. They have an amazing, amazing coaching staff uh, both the teams and most importantly they have they have the bodies they have the bench that can support that can come in uh, in both in both the teams and then even if your major guys or even if your star players are not able to perform on one of those nights there are people from the bench who would just come in and play their role and it just seems right for for both the teams, which is Miami Heat and for uh, Phoenix Suns, that they seem ready at this point for me. I, even though I hate to admit it, but uh, they seem more than ready as compared even compared to the Warriors to come out of the West uh, to contend for the NBA championship. For me, if you like. Picking up these two teams, there's another catch. I'm not. I'm not picking up. I'm not picking up. But all I'm trying to say is, the teams they seem complete. Like you need multiple ingredients uh, for you to win a championship. I'm not going to deny that Warriors don't have it, or any other team like a Bucks or a Celtics don't have it. Mm. But they seem more they complete. Do, they seem more complete without injuries. Everything seems yeah. doing good for them. That is that is what I mean. There's a lot of factors that come into when you talk. About playoff and injuries are an important yeah. part of the game. They, they are an important unavoidable part that we want to avoid. But it, it's not something that you can 
talk off you know but uh, talking about our last series now the warriors and the grizzlies it's oh this is getting heated up this is this is the i never thought that memphis and golden state will be able to you know play such a well thrilling basketball like i know it was going to be fun it was going to be fun to watch you will be on your toes like that but i never thought that it will be so much interesting that i cannot wait for game 3 <laughs> like tell me about it like i i was not able to sleep for both, before both the matches uh, i was not i i was having i am just anxiety but i was super excited to watch uh, both the teams at least especially for game 2 because the way the game first game ended, ended Oh, uh, the way Draymond Green was rejected. I know there's a lot of debate going around it. That should it have happened? Was it a flagrant two uh, and all that? But we we won't we won't talk about that. It has something that has happened in the past, and we'll appreciate. I appreciate, but we'll we'll let it be. But the way the first game ended with Ja going all the way to the bold and then not being able to score and it was just one point game and before that clay thompson missing two crucial important free throws so i was i was excited ready for game 2 and and game 2 didn't just disappoint it was equally good it was equally thrilling it was equally uh, exciting to watch both the teams and 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 really i feel really sorry for Gary Payton second, but whatever yeah. happened was unfortunate and shouldn't have happened. But man, I can't wait for the whole series. Even but, though I've picked Warriors to win in, uh, uh, even though I I am wishing the Warriors to win in game uh, in a five match series, but it's 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 going to be really exciting. And let's see how the Warriors play in in the two matches at their home court. For me, it is quite disturbing. because here's the thing okay um if i look you know in the half by half like overall stat and i'm not nitpicking anybody over here but steph curry needs to step up like he is the only guy of the four guys in i have a personal list of top 50 greatest player of all time okay ranked not as the usa or nba side you know i rank them uh, on my personal basis um i took the liberty of it and yanis antetokounmpo lebron james steph curry and kevin durant are four guys who are playing right now are on the list i think everyone can agree on that right they are the top 50 greatest players of all time the fact that steph curry i have yet to see him take over in the second half and most importantly most importantly in the fourth quarter is something that you know is really missing because here's a fact i am just going to give you the stats probably that will be that, that will actually showcase it steph curry was 1 for 5 from the field in the game 1 which they won barely with ja missing the layup and in the total of second half he was 5 for 11 and 3 for 8 from the three Five for eleven from the field and three for eight from the three. In the second game, in the second half, he was five for thirteen from the field and two for seven in, from the three. 
like because i see steph curry is a leader okay he is setting the example clay thompson was one for nine in the second half of the game two jordan pool was playing good he went for five for eight okay Draymond Green was also doing everything he could, but you know, and uh, Andrew Wiggins showed up. But I'm not seeing Steph Curry, particularly Steph Curry, show up. Okay, I can agree, Clay Thompson, because Clay Thompson is a guy who is a two guard. He actually defends. Okay, the funny part is people who don't know. Clay dropped sixty points on a in a game when he was his intention for that season was to be in first uh, All NBA first defense, first defensive team, and yet he dropped sixty points in three quarters. So Clay has the toughest job. Clay, uh, if you look at Stephen Clay, say Clay has got tougher job than Steph because Clay has to guard the best player. Draymond has to guard the, you know, paint, but Clay has to guard their best player. And you look at Clay; he is somewhat showing up. He went three for nine in game one, fourth quarter, two for five from the three. But Steph went from one for five and one for five. Like that is no. Not... I think I completely agree. Uh, uh, you know, um, let's say if I talk of the top five players. In the series, I'll probably put Jamarant as first. I'll probably put yes, uh, Jordan Poole second, and then probably Clay uh, Stephen Curry as third. And that is how not that is how not how it's supposed to be. If you are a two-time MVP, three-time champion, you there is a time when you need to say that yes, this is my game, and I need to take it up. Yeah, and especially this to, is I need to show up. This is this is quite, you know, concerning for me. Considering that he is the greatest shooter, undeniably, he is undeniably the greatest shooter ever. Okay, but you look at this way that he needs to. He, okay, if you having a bad shooting night, I get it. But it always happened that in the first three quarters, he he is good. In fourth quarter, no, I think game two, Stephen Curry did have a really bad shooting night because he he took some, I think, eleven threes or something, and then ended up scoring three only, as as compared to the first game where he took twelve and converted five. So he did he did have a really bad night, even though he ended up scoring twenty seven points. But you look at those games, but short. but look at those shots. You did say that he shot like uh, he went uh, he took eleven shots. Okay. In the uh, game two and in the game one, he took around I think twelve shots. Okay, you look at on the only in fourth quarter, only in fourth quarter, game one, one for five from three, game two, oh for uh, two for four for three from three. Like this is not for me. You need to step up. You cannot just go vanish. You cannot. And this is why a lot of analysts, you know, has him as okay. He is good, but he is not in top twenty-five. Just because he doesn't show up when actually it's needed. So yeah, Steph Curry needs to do. But the guy of this series, that like if there's a man of the you know most MVP of the series is Ja Morant. Ja Morant is Ja Morant is the MVP of the series, and his father is the exact copy of Usher. Okay, so 
after seeing that in game 2 usher and his father having fun i'm like this dude has got all this swag he puts a lot of work you know he Next he year, reminds me of a he reminds me of a younger um, rose derrick rose i really hope uh, things don't turn out that way for him but it's it's really exciting to see jamaran what play the I way was... he just effortlessly go to the paint and convert shots the kind of swag he has the way he has uh built even 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 for the grizzlies they had to move away from the legendary mike conley and then they decided to build a team around a uh, 20 22 year old guy and it's it's paying off for them now i think it's not i think i won't compare with dros okay because uh, i think um jart this stage is quite better than dros because jart this stage is getting the is he's able to get the rebounds he's able to assist he's go, he, he can play all the 40 minutes of the game i am going to compare him with russell westbrook providing that he is providing the wins for the team he is playing for the team okay because russell westbrook he will come down to the lane and he will smack the ball like smack it down he is about to end us a player's career and jamorant reminds me a lot of about lot the same about young russell westbrook but with lot of you know let's win it as a team let's win the championship you you want the ball okay go ahead i'm not afraid because russell westbrook is not afraid and jamorant is also not afraid so for me jamorant is more like a coming of russell westbrook and i i believe if he goes on the same path and develops a few more he will be better than russell westbrook uh, he is going to be definitely in the mvp conversation next year for sure so let's see but I, but i am like quite surprised because steve, i i am waiting for steve really adams exciting. to show up i am actually uh, excited to see steve adams to show up like when steve adams will come it will be a much more of a issue for the rebounding for um uh the warriors because warriors are able to beat them uh in both the matches i think in the rebounding area they are able to beat the bold matches and the grizzlies were the high like number one in rebounding steve adams he comes back i believe you know is going to is going to be very is going to be very good definitely definitely i think uh we have exciting times coming uh, up and i think in a few days the mvp the uh, trophy is also going to go to someone of uh, joel embiid giannis antetokounmpo or uh, i believe it will be joker again again we, i think it will be joker but let's see how things pan out but uh, coming back to the playoffs uh, exciting times coming ahead uh, i just can't wait for for the weekend to watch the next series of matches um in 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 especially for especially for Boston Milwaukee and the Warriors and Grizzlies because uh, both come on don't lie man don't lie man you will be definitely watching Harden's play i i know they're going to win in a four match series so 
I wanted to watch the first two matches, and I think I'm satisfied with the way Heat is playing. So nothing against James Harden, but yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Nothing against James Harden. Right, right, right. We 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 buy we bought that. You know, no okay. doubts here. <laughs> yeah but but uh, wrapping everything up i think uh, abhijit uh, i am really excited uh, i know i keep saying this a lot but uh, it's going to be a tough 2 uh, 3 days we don't have a lot of matches but exciting times ahead just can't wait for the weekend uh, it should be fun yeah it should be fun it should be fun and here's another thing it is going to be enthralling because now especially two series you know in each conference is going to be like okay let's see what they're going to make what, what they're going to do so and the other two series is like which team will come like uh, come to the top so True. let's see because uh, and and regarding the well, the good things of- the good things for milwaukee and warriors is that they're going back to their homes with a home advantage yeah and philadelphia and dallas has have to win their games at home it's high pressure for them it they is, go 3-0 no, even, even if even if one of if, even if they lose one of the matches i think it's it's over for them yeah i, I mean they have to win both exactly exactly so yeah, yeah that's so it that's it from our side i think guys so exciting times ahead please 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 do uh check out on the check us out on the other social networks we will we'll try to post the details in the description please do go check us out and uh support us where however however way you can and we will post we promise that we'll keep on bringing some amazing content uh to you around nba basketball throughout the year so signing off for the day thank you bye guys Take care.